So all great civilizations in history all started somewhere. From the cradles of civilization to the modern day world, we can look in a history book and trace what happened and how we came to be. England at one point was in charge of a quarter of the whole world. England has a really rich history, starting with the Beakers and the Anglo-Saxons, with the Normans. Today we're going to be talking about one of the greatest leaders in early English history, Alfred the Great. You're listening to Learning with Serena. A lot of people can recognize the names of Queen Elizabeth or King Henry VII and VIII and the stories of King John and King Richard and Robin Hood. So we're going to go back in history for a little bit. Around 43 AD is when the Romans came to England and they stayed in England for a few centuries. Around the middle of the 4th century, they kind of just disappeared. They left because they had a lot more troubles back at home, and they just relocated. And when the Romans left, then a lot of Germanic tribes came and settled there. We call them the Anglo-Saxons, and they included the Angles, the Saxons, the Jutes, and the Frisians. And there were still people living there, such as the Britons, the Scots, and the Picts. So you kind of had this whole melting pot of cultures, and they didn't exactly get along. There were a lot of territories such as Sussex, Kent, Essex, Mercia, East Anglia, Northumbria, and the borders always changed because everybody was constantly fighting. This is when the Vikings or the Danes come in. They started attacking the shores of Britain. And they were looting, they were pillaging, and sometimes they would even stay. This is where the story of Alfred the Great starts. Alfred was the youngest son of King Ethelwolf, and he also had brothers who were kings before him, Ethelbald, Ethelbert, and Ethelred. In 871, King Ethelred died and Alfred became king of Wessex. So now it was Alfred's turn to deal with these Danes that were coming and raiding and pillaging all the time. And they started to try to gain control of some of the land. Alfred, he united some of the kingdoms that were also being attacked by the Danes, which is something that really wasn't being done. At the Battle of Eddington in 878, Alfred successfully defeated the Danes. Guthrum, who was one of the leaders of the Danes, he signed a treaty with Alfred. This treaty basically stopped all of the battles, and it gave the Danes some of their own land on the island named Danelaw. This treaty lasted until 892 when they pushed into Alfred's territory again. Alfred the Great was a really cautious king, and he kind of already knew that they would go back on their treaty. So during peacetime, he had actually restructured their military defenses. About every 30 kilometers, he built a stronghold that could hold an army, and these were called burrs. They were built specifically so that if the Danes attacked a city, there would be an army there that could go there immediately. 
This is what the Danes specialized in, was they would come and they would ransack and pillage and they would leave before anybody could arrive to help the village. On top of that, Alfred the Great also constructed new roads and bridges specifically for military purposes. Also, when we think about the history of the Vikings and the Danes, we kind of view them as master shipbuilders. And during this peacetime, Alfred had ordered building dozens of boats that were supposed to be bigger and faster than all these other Viking boats so that he could compete with them in the sea as well. When the Danes started attacking again, Alfred fought back hard and he basically united all of these different territories to fight against the Danes, which was a precursor to the building of England as a country. Aside from the military reforms, Alfred changed a lot of the aspects of everyday life for the Anglo-Saxons. A great portion of his new law code included the Ten Commandments and passages from the Bible, which confirmed his strong religious ideas. This new code of laws was called the Doom Book. Doom Book in Old English translates into laws or judgment. Although the Doom Book has received criticism for being really random and sometimes illogical, a lot of it laid the foundation for future laws and fairness. He even had Guthrid, who was the Danish leader back then, converting to Christianity. He tried to strengthen his subjects' religious faith by adding more church leaders, and he even brought them from abroad. He had this crazy dedication to education that no other leader had before. He hired dozens of people to translate texts and scripts from Latin to English so that everybody could become literate in the country. Alfred the Great died when he was about 50 years old. He was said to be in great pain and suffering. The exact cause is unknown, but some people think it could have been Crohn's disease. Alfred was buried at the Anglo-Saxon Cathedral in Winchester, but like many other monarchs and important people, his remains were always disturbed, it seemed like. In 2014, they found a piece of a pelvis, and they think it might have been Alfred's or his son Edward's. They're not really sure, but the search is still going on. Alfred the Great's daughter, Ethelfled or Ethelfleda, she became Lady of the Mercians, and she did incredible things. His son, Edward, became Edward the Elder and was king of the Anglo-Saxons, and he continued Alfred's work in uniting all of the territories that would soon to become England. This is all we have for today on Alfred the Great. I hope you enjoyed his stories as much as I do. We'll see you next time. <laughs>